there. I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. And now, here's this week's guest. So I am here with Beth, the cake artist at Waldorf Astoria and DIFC. And I've just tried a sugar-free. <laughs> yeah, sugar-free and an impossible cakesicle. Yeah. So we call it impossible because yeah. it's sugar-free, gluten-free and dairy-free. <laughs> it was so yummy. Thank it you. It was so, so yummy. Okay. First of all, what was your mission in creating this line of cakes that are veering towards healthy in that, you know, the ingredients are good, the the sugar content is low. What was your goal? I think, I mean, one thing is that I'm quite passionate about nutrition and I think it's, it's still nice for people to be able to enjoy things like this with really high quality ingredients. Mm -hmm. They're still beautiful. It's still a treat. It's something you can celebrate with. Like I love, I love the happiness you can give by creating a cake for a memory. So that's that's really why I got into cake design. And this line of cakes really offers that to everybody. So, for example, sometimes I'd have a client call me and say, oh, my child is celiac and they can't have gluten. But, of course, that child still wants to have an amazing birthday party. That child still has that need for something special and something sweet and a little treat for them. So... Yeah, with, with the line, my heart's really in this because it helps people and they can still enjoy something really lovely, but it's it suits their dietary requirements. So whether they're vegan, whether they're celiac, whether they're diabetic, it's still really nice for every part of the family to be able to enjoy the cakes we sell. And they're so beautiful. I wish you could see them. Okay, so I'm sure you, like me, have tasted a great many horrible <laughs> vegan cakes gluten-free mm. cakes uh what are those people doing what are the biggest <laughs> obvious mistakes that people are making because people are trying to make these at home and it's not working out either yeah <laughs> I think a lot of it is just it's lack of knowledge obviously we're I'm now lucky to be in a generation where these ingredients are accessible to us but I find that in, in the last 10 years, obviously, veganism, gluten-free, all these things have really taken hold. And we get a lot more things you can bake with. 20 years ago, or in our parents' generations, this just wouldn't have been possible. They didn't they didn't have the knowledge there. So I think I think there's just so much more information to get out there for people. There's there's lots of different products you can use. For example, I'm using aquafaba which is a chickpea water for the vegan cakes and i'll whip it up into a swiss meringue or an italian meringue and it's the exact same thing we'd use in french patisserie but it's a vegan french patisserie and i i like to use the natural source of something but it's not always so widely talked about at home so if you're a home baker you might buy something off the shelf and it doesn't work very well but there's there's loads of tips and tricks out there if you go on youtube different things there's lots of different fresh natural ingredients you can use to replace something like an egg for example what was your favorite way to replace an egg um 
There's a few different egg replacer. I have a special recipe for egg replacer that I can't give out. Okay. But chickpea water is great for egg whites. It, it makes an amazing meringue. I use it for buttercream Swiss meringue. I use it in my vegan cake. So if anyone tries it, hopefully they agree. It's it's a really great replacer for that. What about flour? Mm. What goes on there? What are you looking <laughs> for in a flour? Um, obviously, when you've got gluten in a cake, it's the structure, it's moisture. It gives you that bouncy cake that everyone thinks they're going to have in a birthday cake and i think that's where people go wrong with a gluten-free cake because it completely dries your cake out and that's why you'll have a dry gluten-free cake in a bakery somewhere or a coffee shop because they haven't replaced the moisture properly so there are there are lots of ways you can go around that there's there's very good gluten-free flour substitutes or you can use something like an almond flour i love hazelnut flour because you're using natural ingredients with moisture with flavor so it, rather than using a gluten-free flour i'd like to use something like a nut flour because you can put more flavor into the product oh, okay. there's there's a lot of different options out there okay and what about sugar i mean <laughs> i just tried these and to me i was just telling you i don't eat that much sugar so mm -hmm. they're sweet enough for me but what do you do about the sugar so sugar i'm using where I can, I'm using fresh berries. So for example, the sugar-free berry cake that you have, we're using as much fresh fruit as possible. So the actual cane sugar replacement, you can use agave syrup, you can use erythritol. There's so many, maltitol, there's so many different sugar substitutes now. So some of the great chocolates we get from the big chocolate companies, they, they're using some of these substitutes, which means it won't fight your GI. We've tried it. I, our hotel is actually quite healthy and including the GM, we're wearing blood glucose trackers. So we've tried the spike on these trackers and it's it's amazing. Some of the sugars you can get nowadays, it stops it stops that spike and it's not the crazy sugar rush that you get from a cane sugar. Um, I'm just curious, do people still freely order cake? Like are people <laughs> concerned about this in the restaurant when they're when they're when they're thinking about cakes? Is is that on the agenda? I think it is. Yeah, I mean, you're making them. People, <laughs> buy it. people are buying them. Yeah, they, they are really popular. Obviously, veganism has been an extremely popular trend. So vegan, the Lotus Biscoff cake that we have has been very popular. It's one of our best sellers. I really don't think you can tell it's, it's a dairy-free cake. Um, sugar-free berry has been really popular as well. And I think, I think because people are more aware of health and particularly in Dubai, there's a lot of gyms here, a lot of personal trainers, people are more aware of staying fit and healthy for the beach, staying a little bit more nutritionally healthy. And that's why they're ordering the sugar-free cake from us. Now, um, when you're putting this together, obviously you make some mistakes. Do you make any, can you tell me about any mistakes you made that you were like, okay, that's not going to work? Absolutely. I always say I make mistakes and I'll hold my hands up and say 100%. This took us a really long time. So before we launched the Cake Boutique, I was in the kitchen with my team preparing so many recipes. We did the sugar-free trial, the impossible trials, maybe 50 times, a lot, a lot. Because to get that balance for a gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free cake, when you take the sugar out, when you take the fat content out, when you take all those tasty things away, it doesn't taste great. So some of the ones we we baked, we would taste it and I would, it wasn't good. I'm not going to lie, but 
even for professional chefs, it's difficult to get this right. So it is hard at home, but I can tell you it's doable and you should definitely, definitely try. There's so many ways that you can bake a really delicious cake with, without gluten, and without dairy. 50 cakes. 50 recipes. So I think, recipes. and those recipes so not 50 I tried. Cakes. No. Oh, we're talking like 50 recipes. Probably. Yeah, we're we a like lot. Dozens and dozens of cakes. Yeah. Like way yeah. hundreds maybe. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> But you can't, I would never put something, I'm such a perfectionist, I wouldn't put something out there if I didn't love it. I really wanted the Impossible Cake to taste like any normal cake. I want the guests to have that experience, like, wow, it's amazing, where do you get it from? How does it look like that? I want them to have the exact same experience that anyone else would have. So tell me all about the Impossible Cake. <laughs> so Impossible is the Impossible, yeah, this is the cakesicle. We have... A cakesicle, we have one of our signature chocolates, which we're just launching. This one is Impossible. Yep. And we have the Impossible Cake, which is off the cake line. So it comes in a petite, small and medium size for all celebrations. We also do designer cakes and wedding cakes. So that cake can be inside your wedding cake if, if that's what you choose. And this cake is made with really high quality, 70% chocolate, but it's it's sugar-free, dairy-free and gluten-free. So it ticks pretty much all of the boxes for health conscious. If you're celiac, if you're not eating dairy, this cake, this one was very difficult for me. This is the one I trialed the most. Can you tell me what's in it? To you know, I'm sure you're going to hold back some secret ingredient, <laughs> but can you tell me what's in it? Um as much as you can tell yeah i mean it is it's a highly protected recipe because this <laughs> has taken us a really long yeah. time to get to this um but we would use anything that i'd use for the normal cake so inside our impossible main cake it's a, a whipped 70 percent chocolate ganache there's a whipped swiss meringue buttercream and that's using the technique i told you with the aquafaba and the chickpea water so that's that's how we whip it and it's light and fluffy i'm using valrona's cocoa powder and some other really nice Valrona chocolates because for me, Valrona is the best chocolate. So we, we're using really high quality, great ingredients at the hotel to make the best cake possible. And you were telling me before we were talking about ingredients, about the importance of getting really good ingredients. In yeah. Because some of us grew up um, with a box cake that you added to <laughs> and some vegetable oil. Even I grew up with this. Yeah, I would make this though. with my mom. They're yeah. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Yeah. <laughs> I still love it. I don't deny you yeah. But when you're going to make a cake, like where where should people go high? Like how? what's an example of how they can go low and where they should go high? <laughs> you mean if they're it's having... chocolate, obviously. Yeah. But if... Say we're talking about oil for the cake or butter. Is there a certain mm. kind of way to um, elevate and and seek out the better kind of ingredients? I mean, you already talked about nut flour over some gluten-free flours. What about, say, butter and or oils? Yeah, I mean, it depends what kind of cake you're making, obviously. If I can, and, I, and I, I'm not always baking luxury at home. If I'm at home, I, I sometimes love to bake just a brownie or a cookie or... I was brought up with my mom and my nana making the box type cakes, little cupcakes. So one thing I'd always go for is like a free range organic egg. If you're going to put eggs inside something that's, I try and buy organic everything, just a clean, nice, natural ingredient. If you can, if you can get a nice nut flour, I'm sure you're not going to grind your own nuts at home. I probably would, but you can have a nice nut flour, 
high quality flour, it does make a difference, and butter as well. If you can get a nice butter, it does make a difference to your cake. Okay. Any tips for icing? That's always a very tricky thing since you mm. get that. I'm a baker and I have gotten into a situation where I'm icing the thing and the cake <laughs> is sticking to the icing and everyone's gotten in that pickle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the big tips, if you're icing a cupcake, always whip your butter first. So whip it right up until it's, you'll buy a block of butter. It's ve vegan works as well. Buy a vegan block of butter, buy, buy a dairy block of butter. It comes kind of yellowy colored. Whip it in a stand mixer if you have a stand mixer or even a freehand mixer. So it's light and it, as soon as it's gone white, you've got enough air in there. So then you can put in your icing sugar or sugar syrup, anything you're making your buttercream with. And then you've got a nice light buttercream that you can pipe onto something. Anything like if you were doing the wedding cakes, that's a whole other ball game, really. It's, it takes a lot of practice. I've been doing this for almost 12 years. So it takes a long time to get to the point where you've perfected your icing and that kind of perfect finish on things, but you'll get there. It's just, it really does take practice. I'm self-taught so you can get there. So you're self-taught. Tell me how you got into this. Um, really through my mom, like I just said. So we were always baking. She loves home cooking and my, my grandma as well. Everything was kind of centered around making the family happy with food. So they'd be baking with us, making meals. We'd have everyone around for big parties and we'd make everything from scratch. My mom really does like healthy eating as well. So when I was a kid, we'd, we would have treats, but very often it'd be a fruit platter as a snack. It wouldn't be sugar and sweets and things. So food's always been in my heart. And I studied fashion design and illustration at university. So that's... That makes sense, actually, because yeah. it's so incredibly beautiful. You had to have some training. Yeah, I've just always been really artistic. I think that runs in my blood a little bit. And I was studying that and it just, the penny dropped one day. And I was like, I love food. I love drawing. I love fashion. I can bring the two together. And I'm, yeah, I'm living the dream doing exactly that right now. So you're, you're here at the Waldorf Astoria in the Cake Boutique, but you didn't yeah. go to one sort of like very fancy school. Amazing. No, I started from my mom's kitchen. Yeah. So that's that's really where we started everything. I was just making for friends and family. And then once I'd finished my fashion course at university, we launched the business. I was doing it on my own originally and then kind of took off and snowballed. And my mom had to quit her job and come and work for me. My sister quit her job and worked for me. Um, my stepdad was really involved doing different engineering products for the, the cakes and stuff. And then we opened to relatively big stores in the UK so yeah it, it really got to the point where it was a, a full passion family driven business and how did you get from here to there to here <laughs> so I moved I moved here with my husband and obviously brought all of this love for cake with me and it was just kind of fate because I, I really genuinely believe in fate they the Waldorf was looking for a cake artist to launch the cake boutique uh, the cake boutique is a, a passion project for this hotel and the general manager and our owners and yeah they were looking for the perfect person to kind of headline and bring all these products and launch it and I was looking for the same thing I wanted to come back into what I was doing in the UK and we bumped into each other on LinkedIn and I came for an interview I hadn't I didn't even know what I was interviewing for really until they told me and as soon as they told me in the first 20 minutes I was 100% on board so it was really fate. I'm super happy. I've been here for almost two years. Now. That is amazing. That's yeah. a testament to like 
you're looking for a job and the job is out there and people yeah. are looking for the right employee or person to do it and the person's out there. Yeah, and I think our personalities just really fit as well. Everything they were looking for and everything I was looking for, we had it in each other. So, yeah. And now you get to do all that creating, but, you know, in the in a beautiful setting like this. So yeah. We're also talking, you're a very healthy person. So that would seem, can you have your cake and eat it too? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> but if you're a healthy person and you're minding your sugar and, and you don't eat sugar that much, where does cake, where and how does cake fit in your life? And what's your relationship with sugar? Um... I love sugar. I love all the unhealthy stuff. I Like we just said, I love the box cakes. I think food has been such a big thing for me. If someone said, what's your dream day? It's, it's eating somewhere. It's eating something. Well, I am really aware of being a bit healthier. And obviously, I want to give my best to my job. I want, I'm a perfectionist. I want to wake up at 6am and be energized. I want to go to bed at 10pm and have energy for the whole day as a chef to be able to create everything perfectly the whole time and that's why I kind of just started to be a little bit healthier watch what I eat try and go to the gym stay fit stay healthy and you can still enjoy everything in moderation I just don't go crazy and I still have to taste everything we make in the kitchen so I'm trying to balance that by going to the gym and do you have that thing where you eat, if you eat a lot of sugar, you want to eat more sugar? Have you been on the sugar sort of roller coaster? Yeah, definitely. I think the sugar is, it tastes great. So you want more of it. Once you've eaten it, your sweet tooth kicks in. And humans, naturally, I think every human is, finds sugar a little bit addictive. As soon as you have one thing, you binge on more of it, and then you have that real sugar crash afterwards. You, your glucose levels spike, but because it's an artificial spike, you're crashing back down again afterwards, and that's what I really try and avoid. Because if you're crashing, you've got no energy. So, some of these, some of our sugar-free products, that's why we've been measuring the GI index just to see how it spikes you. I don't want the product to crash you afterwards. I want you to be able to enjoy it and then carry on with your day and not have that crazy sugar binge so that's one of your tips is like go for a sugar-free cake but also maybe smaller amounts you know you're tasting yeah. it you don't get that same effect when you're tasting it mm. and you're tasting quite a bit i would imagine yeah yeah some days if, if we're making a big collection of something particularly if we're recipe developing a new product i do i do feel that sugar buzz and it almost feels like anxiety when you're having too much sugar it's you can feel it in your body when you're eating too much and then a few hours later, you feel a little bit rubbish. And you know, I wish I hadn't eaten all that sugar, but I can't always avoid that because I love food and I have to taste all the products. Yeah. But yeah, a little bit is fine. Having it in moderation, having it after having vegetables or something, having that fiber before you have sugar really helps to balance that spike. So you can still enjoy it. You can still be healthy. I think if you if you love something, don't put it out because you'll want it even more and you, you should enjoy life. It's too short not to eat exactly. beautiful cake. Like <laughs> so you don't ever do what the wine tasters do where you, you, you taste it. No way, out. no, no way. way. I've had people come and do that, that cake tasting with me, taste it and spit it out. And, and it, like, enjoy your life. Come on. <laughs> Very hurtful. Yeah. Okay, so you made these cakes. And what does it feel like when you watch someone eating your cake and loving it? What's it feel like for you? It's the best. It's the best feeling. That's that's really, I think, when you're a chef and you love what you're doing, and you're passionate about it, that that drive comes from trying to make people happy. That's really what you're going for. You want people to be enjoying it and having the best time. And with the celebrations and the weddings, that's 
one of the most rewarding things when they are really having the best time with their family and connecting with each other and they're doing it around food and they're doing it around something you've made for them it's yeah it's great it's really really did you get into this because because it's been cool to be a baker, but now it's really cool with all the shows, right? Like all yeah, the break, the bake yeah. off and everything. Were you a little bit ahead of that curve? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. but it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't really a thought. I think I just, everything happens for a reason. I just kind of got dragged down this path of this was where my life was going to go. And it's what I was passionate about. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking this is fashionable or let's try and make loads of money from it. Cause you're never going to make loads of money being a baker, let's face it. But you get so much back from it. I love what I do. I think so many bakers would say the same thing. So many chefs would say the same thing. Do you watch those shows? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Is it like my mom was an ER nurse and she couldn't watch any of the shows in that set in the hospital? <laughs> Did you ever have any of that? Um, a little bit, yeah. Like, I think because because I'm around sugar so much, I wouldn't normally choose a sugar product. If I went outside for dinner, I'm such a savory person because because I'm tasting all day sweet, sweet, sweets. I'm definitely a savory person. So I'll watch a lot of the shows like MasterChef, the savory cooking shows, but the the sweet stuff, I've kind of seen it all day for maybe 12 hours. So then I don't watch so much of it afterwards. I was watching one when I was home in Canada and they, the one girl said, I, it was a healthy cake challenge. And she said, I'm going to put this protein powder in. And I said, mm. oh my goodness, my niece. No, 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 never, never put protein powder. She's like, why? <laughs> I said, it ruins. That's why there's so many, you'll see this in gyms where they'll have like the protein brownie and then you're tasting it. Why don't you put, it seems like it would work, right? It's powdery and floury mm. and it's protein. Yeah. You're trying to, why, why doesn't it work? It can work. It, and I have done a few trials with it. It's difficult because... I find that the overwhelming taste with whey protein, for example, is is the dairy, is the whey in the in the background. It's got a very strange taste. So that comes out so much in your baking. It can work, but I personally prefer to use a more natural product. Like if you're making a date power ball, you can use fresh dates, peanut butter, cocoa powder, raw ingredients. I try and stay with ingredients that you might be able to not forage, but, you know, things that are natural that are growing from the ground that you might be able to, you might be able to source yourself rather than protein powder. If, I always say if you can't make an ingredient in your kitchen, then it's a highly processed ingredient. Protein powder is highly processed. There's nothing wrong with it. It's in moderation. Like I said, it's okay. If you can eat protein from the source, do that. If you need a protein powder on the go, then it's it's no problem. And if you are putting nut flour, I mean that is a more proteiny cake, yeah. right? Like that's yeah. <laughs> Although just eat the cake, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, last word on cake. What is your what is the thing you always say? What is the thing you love the most about this? Um, I think we've probably already touched on it. It's just, you know, eat, eat the cake, enjoy your life. It's there. We only live one time and life is really short. So I think you should enjoy it, particularly at a celebration. You don't have to worry too much about being healthy. If I'm going to have a cake, I'll have something that's high quality. I want, if I'm going to have a coffee, I want the best quality coffee. If it's one in a day, I'm going to have the best thing. And that's what I kind of wanted in these cakes. If you're going to have a cake, have a great cake. Don't have a rubbish one from the store. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much.
that's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast. 